Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. Well, hey friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. So today on the show, I'm super excited. I have a a close friend who is a guest on the show today, Dion. And um, Dion and I have known each other for a few years now um, and just gotten really close over the past few years as she's walked through some some difficult things and, and I've kind of been able to walk a little bit alongside her in that journey, as well as things that I've walked through that she's been by my side. And we've just developed a friendship and I'm just so grateful for her. And I've heard her entire testimony, her full testimony, and it's so powerful. So I'm just very excited. You guys are only going to hear a little bit of it today, but um, I think what you'll hear will be enough to just really encourage you um, in something that maybe you're walking through. Her story is just very um, inspiring. And so with that, um, Dion, thank you so much for taking time out of your super busy schedule to be here with us on the podcast today. If you could just start us out with um, just telling the listener a little bit about yourself, that would be awesome. Hi, Katie. I am honored to be here. Um, I am a single mom of two great kids. My daughter is 15 and my son is 18. And so he is just venturing into the adult world. That's been fun (laughs) and challenging. Um, I work a full-time job and also go to school part-time. I am pursuing a degree in English and Christian ministry right now. So that's kind of where I'm at. Man, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, being a single mom and working full-time school, all the things. So that is plenty right there, girl. Um, I have a lot of admiration for single moms, especially just that in and of itself is a lot. So kudos to you, my friend. Um, well, so I love your story. It's so amazing. So I want to jump right in so the listener can just hear whatever it is that you want to share with us today. So let's kind of start off today with um, if you could share some key experiences in your life, Dion, where you maybe felt stuck, hopeless, confused, or even a little afraid um, with the listener, I think that would be just a great starting point. Yeah, sure. So I would definitely say the most stuck, hopeless, and confused um, that I've ever felt happened in the latter years of my marriage. Um, I grew up in a Christian home and had pursued a good godly marriage to a man who was active in church and running hard after Jesus. Um, For the majority of our 18 years of marriage, I would actually say we had a really good relationship. We were actively serving God. We were very, very busy in church. Um, We led a number of small groups together. We prayed together every single night of our marriage. And I absolutely adored him and thought our life was perfect. Um, I didn't really realize it at the time until really honestly, until I lost my marriage, but I 
for, for the majority of my adulthood, actually, I had been living under this false ideology that if you follow the rules and live a godly life, you obviously get a perfect happy ever after. Um, that's not true, but that's what I expected. Even though God's word tells us this world is broken and we will have trouble living in it. I just knew if you do the right things, you get a good life. Um, so I was therefore shocked when 14 years into my marriage and my perfect world, I suddenly found that it was unraveling. Um, things in my marriage with my husband were just not what I thought they were. Trust was broken and lies were told and a word like it's so it's so interesting to me how one word can just be so powerful but a word I never in a million years thought would be attached to my marriage now was infidelity like how could that be part of my story and so I was left scrambling to figure out how do I maneuver through this now imperfect thing uh, I felt like it was my responsibility to protect my husband's character, to help him deal with some of the things that he was struggling with. <clears throat> and I really thought that I just had to try harder, you know, be the perfect wife, keep it all together. I definitely thought that as a quote unquote good Christian, that forgiving was important which it is, but I thought that it meant giving lots of grace and no consequences. And um, really, honestly, I was terrified to push him away further, you know? And so for the next several years, our marriage just ended up following this repeated pattern of broken trust, professed repentance, lots of counseling, um, a moment of goodness, like there would be like a moment when I was like, okay, we're back on track. We're, you know, we, we did this, we overcame. And then it would just broken trust and it would just repeat just again and again and again for uh, at least four or five years. And so I just felt completely stuck in this cycle of craziness. I was also swimming in anxiety and confusion uh, I just couldn't understand why this was happening to my perfect marriage or how this perfect man was making these imperfect choices. And then, you know, it wasn't long before he actually blamed me and said I was paranoid. He told me that he hadn't been happy with me for a long time. And so then I honestly started to believe I was the problem. So then I just started trying even harder to control my life, our lives, I thought if I could just get ahead of the problem, pray enough, do enough, love enough that I could save us all. If I could just make the right choices, I could get the right results. Mm -hmm. But instead, things just kept getting worse, not better. And I sincerely felt like I was going crazy. Uh, I, at the time I could like one of the examples of that, I guess, is that I could have hard proof of things my husband had done but he would outright deny it. And then I would doubt myself. And so if I investigated and caught him in a lie, I became the bad person for digging and not trusting him. And so all of that, just that cycle, eventually I didn't trust my own thoughts and my own feelings. And, you know, the, one of the biggest things was that as a Christian, I didn't know what my response 
needed to be to everything that was happening or how to walk out this in a way that was still respectful to my husband. Like, that's like, how do you do all that? I just didn't know. Um, so, uh, at one point, well, actually numerous points, we had started seeing a Christian counselor and it was good in the beginning, but, um, when I started trying to really voice my concerns to her and be honest, things turned around really quickly. And I found out later that my, um, that my husband had actually sent her some emails and lied about me and, um, just perpetuated this idea of me being crazy that he had brought her gifts once to one of their individual sessions. And, um, and, and all that accumulated into her finally telling me one time that I need in front of him that I needed one-on-one counseling. And I was like, you know, all these people who are, I thought who were wise people in my life are telling me I'm the problem and telling me I just need to fix myself. And so, um, with her telling me that too, I was just like, you know what? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know how to stop this, but um, something has to change. And so that's kind of the point that I had gotten to finally. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's so crazy listening to you, Dion. Um, I mean, and you know my story, too, but so much of what you're saying, I've experienced myself. And I think, you know, so many people, not just women, um, but people going through marriage struggles, especially in Christian communities where, you know, it's kind of like you you stay the course. Divorce is not an option. And it's like, you know, it's ingrained in you, which honestly, obviously we know marriage is a covenant and, and we do want to, you know, commit to it. But at some point, you know, like, um, there's that, you mentioned it several times. I called it the the cycle of dysfunction. Um, Mm -hmm. and you call it like a cycle of chaos, which it's, it is, it's just where it's this pattern that keeps happening and you just feel so out of control because you feel like, you know, you're doing all of the things that you're supposed to um, be doing and it still keeps happening. And and then the other thing you mentioned that I I know a lot of women deal with and I've dealt with myself in my own marriage is the gaslighting. Yes. Um, yes. And that is that is so um, that is so hard. Like I felt the same way um, because this person that, you know, that you love and you know, I, I feel the same way about my husband and he's still my husband, but you know, we, the same thing, like he's a great guy. I know who it was, who it is that I married and he's in there somewhere. Right. And I'm sure you felt that about yours. And so like, it must be me because I'm, I'm asking him and he, you know, he couldn't just lie right to my face. And yeah. so you begin to question yourself. Like you said, you do, you know, begin to question yourself. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm paranoid. And I mean, and they say that, like, what do you, you know, Mm -hmm. you're overreacting. You don't like, this isn't happen. This didn't happen. This and that, even when you have maybe actual proof at times. Yes. And yes. And so it is, that is a really hard place to be. And it causes so much anxiety and, um, worry and, oh man, it's, it's very stressful. So I can relate to you on that. And I think probably a lot of people, unfortunately listening can also relate to that. Um, and it's hard because you just want to believe the best in people. Um, and so it's, it's really hard sometimes to, to accept. And, um, when you also, you said it too, and this is where I can relate as well. Like 
I, I kind of wanted to fix it. You know, I started yeah. to try to control things. And I think you said mm -hmm. that, um, well, maybe if I just do this better, or if I just, you know, I'm the perfect wife and, you know, I don't question things and I support and I do all the things and I pray for him and, I, you know, then he'll change. And you just kind of start trying to, to fix things. And unfortunately, um, we can't want it more than they do. We can't, you know, what you and I have learned um, together over these last few years is, you know, we can only change ourselves. And it, but it's so very hard when you're in the middle of that situation, you want a certain outcome and so desperately, and you just yeah. have to do it and you can't. Yeah. And I think too, you get, you know, as a Christian, we hear the term unconditional love so often, and it's a good thing. Like it's, it's, it's the best thing, yeah. but what does that look like? And it, what does it not look like? You know, and it, it doesn't look like you being a mat that someone else just walks all over and abuses. Um, you do have certain uh, responsibilities with that on how you, and I, and I'm, I'll talk about that later, but just, you know, with boundaries and uh, establishing just that, that healthy outlook on that, you can do that and give that in a healthy way, but there's yeah. this overarching, um, cast on us as Christians that we, I think, especially as wives, mm -hmm. we think it means never questioning, never speaking up, never calling someone out. And that's not true. That's just not right. true. Right. And actually it really does kind of lead into the next question that I was going to ask you. So, you know, um, what changed in your life? Um, was there maybe a moment or an experience or some events that, that happened in your life that helped you get unstuck in this situation and move forward? Yeah. So, um, there was actually a series of things that happened and, you know, it just, to me, it just, all of those combined just speak to the grace and the goodness of God and how much he really does care for us. And, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna, give us what we need to get us through certain things. Um, but even again, with that, we do have a responsibility to act on those things. So um, in 2018, my, you know, my counselor had just told me in front of my husband that I need this deep one-on-one -on -one counseling. And he insisted that I go um, to the Christian therapist that our marriage counselor had suggested and at that point, I was desperate to do anything to stop that crazy cycle, you know, and, but at the same time, I was so untrusting of everyone because it was like, you know, well, now I know, like, I feel like the Holy Spirit was telling me things are not right, but then everybody else around me was telling me a different story. And so I was trying to constantly line those things up. And so I was really afraid to tell people the truth because I was afraid that they would think I really was crazy. Um, so it mm -hmm. took me a while to open up to Cindy, who was the, the therapist that I was referred to. Um, but seeing Cindy ended up being the catalyst that I needed to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. And I know God sent me to her to give me that safe environment that ended up being free of my husband's influence. So she mm -hmm. never met with him, never talked with him. And after a while, I built that trust in her and started opening up and she was phenomenal and caring. And she was actually the first one to mention certain clinical terms to me, like you had mentioned um, gaslighting, but a big one 
was codependent. Mm -hmm. And I had never heard that word. I didn't know what it meant. She talked about also emotional PTSD. And I was like, what is that? I don't, I don't know what that is. And, you know, those terms are really hard to accept about yourself too, or even about your situation. You know, when someone tells you you've been a victim of emotional PTSD, you're like, no, that's, you know, like my life is, my life is perfect. Remember, Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't deal with that kind of stuff. Um, And then I'll also say like terms like codependent, narcissistic, gaslighting, PTSD, all of those are also buzzwords today. And I feel like they get thrown around a lot. Um, And so I don't say them lightly. I I do. um, I do think that, especially in the Christian world, um, those terms need to come from a clinical or professional therapist. If you're like, you, you know, don't just watch YouTube videos or do, or do whatever. Like it was very important to me that I first heard that from her. Mm. And, um, so she broke through the fog that I had been living in and just helped me start clearly seeing the truth of my situation and the hard reality of what I had been living under. And so then that gave me the courage to start opening up to more of my trusted church friends who knew and loved me and my husband both. And that was important to me because I wanted to A, know that people were for my marriage ultimately and that they loved us both. You know, I wasn't trying to get people to turn against him or anything. I just wanted wise people speaking into my life. And they did. And they really rallied around me with such compassion and kindness Um, but they also spoke really brave words to me and let me know this behavior is not okay. And, um, so around that same time, I ended up attending a women's event at church and I heard you speak on stage about this program called Celebrate Recovery. Um, and you said about how it had helped you deal with your own struggles and you mentioned your marriage and codependency. And so a few weeks later, when my husband cheated and lied again, uh, in a brave and desperate moment, I'll never forget this night, I reached out to you on Facebook and I asked about CR. And you met with me the next day and I went with you that week to my first CR meeting. And um, I really identified with the principles and steps that were you know, talked about there. And I knew that I needed to step out of denial and surrender my hurts, habits, and hangups to God. Mm -hmm. And so then all of those things combined that next year with CR friends, church friends, my good counselor, uh, I broke out of that stuck place that Mm -hmm. I had been living in. And then I learned how to implement and hold healthy boundaries. Um, I also got the courage to quit enabling my husband's poor behavior and really just not feel responsible for his choices. Hmm. And um, so speaking of choices, back in 2015, I had started this spiritual practice around um, a word of the year and a verse Hmm. of the year. And so every year I'll prayerfully just kind of ask God, what should I, you know, to give me one of those. And then I invite him to speak into my life that year through that. And so in 2018, my verse, I mean, my word was choose. Mm -hmm. And the verse I felt led to that year was Isaiah 43, 18, 19. 
which says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And so at the beginning of 2018, I just knew that this was going to work out in a way that if I chose the right things, God would make my marriage new and refresh it. I was like, this is what's going to happen. I just got to make good choices and get good things. So I was still kind of in that old mindset in the beginning. But then through the process of all these things that had happened that year, um, I understood that it was more that God wanted me to choose to trust him Mm. in the middle of a desert situation to lean into him to make me new. And then I needed to understand that God cares more for my heart and my husband's heart individually, Mm. far more than he cared about our marriage. I mean, he cared about our marriage, yes, but he's trying to make us new. He's trying to make you know, he's working on my heart and he's working on my now ex-husband's heart. And so it was about letting God have me as a separate entity from my husband. And that was really what broke that last thread of codependency and just finally leaned in to depend more on God than myself or my husband. And so that next year was hard in a variety of ways. Uh, it wasn't easy standing my ground or really watching my marriage my marriage fall apart, and it mm-hmm. did. In early 2020, my husband cheated again, and I held on to those boundaries <laughs> and stood my ground, and then he filed for divorce. And even though I was devastated and hurting, and that was not what I wanted, I was also healthy enough to just let go and not try to control it at that point. And to let my husband choose whatever he would choose. And then I just tried to keep choosing God and godly friends and godly advice and um, desperately cling to God's word. And then so what I found was that in the midst of the most painful thing I've ever gone through, I didn't feel stuck or hopeless or afraid. It still hurt a lot and it was still hard and I still cried a lot. But God did make a way in the wilderness and gave me those rivers in the desert. He really did. Yes, I have like chills. Like as you were talking, I just kept getting goosebumps because it's just so beautiful um, to see how God just was with you through that whole time. And, And it does come down to a decision, you know, like this is what I've experienced myself too, uh, um, is that, you know, like we have to choose to, to, God has to be our number one. And I've said this for like Jesus over everything, our marriage, our children, everything, like he desires this relationship with you, Dion. And, Mm -hmm. and when you finally surrendered your marriage and your husband still hoping for a a good, the outcome that you wanted, a restored marriage. Um, but knowing that even if that wasn't the outcome, you were filling yourself up with, with the Lord. He was, he was the one filling that void in your heart, not your husband. And so that really freed you up, um, to be able to cope with whatever decision your husband made, because as you and I have learned through these steps and through our recovery journeys that, you know, we can only control our own attitudes and our own responses, yeah. we cannot control or fix people. So no matter how hard we want them to make the right decision, even if we made every single right decision, that doesn't mean they're going to. And we, and, and God gives us free will. He gives your husband free will. He gives my husband free will and us. And so 
that with that and living in a sinful, fallen, broken world, often that means our, our prayers don't get answered the way we want because God's not in the business of controlling people. Um, he lets them choose. But what he does do and what he's, what he's done so beautifully in your life and even in my own is when you and I, despite um, our spouses or, or whoever in, in our life, despite their decisions, when we choose him, when we surrender fully to him and we're out of denial and we have community and support, um, we, we can walk through those really dark situations in our life that have the outcomes that we don't want. Um, and still find peace and and joy and purpose, just like you you said. And I've watched you through this. I remember you coming to those meetings early on and just the tears and the heartbreak. But I also saw you almost transform like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon, <laughs> a cocoon. like just as as you wrestled with that and you wrestled with God, but you continually brought it to God. You didn't turn away from him in your pain. You turned towards him. And even though the outcome was not what you wanted, you felt his love so strong and you had such a great support and community around you of people just loving on you like the body of Christ. And, and that's why, you know, like something terrible in our lives can still end up having so much beauty and in the messiness and purpose. And that is just all over your story. Um, so thank you so much, you know, for sharing that. I know that's hard to share. Um, and, and being vulnerable in that. But I know that there are women listening that are going through the exact same thing that you're going through and are really struggling. Um, and so they need to hear that, that it is possible and you may not get the outcome, but it's still possible to be joyful um, if you turn to the Lord and if you get support and help. Um, so Dion, where, where are you now? Could you share with us just a little bit about how you're using um, the pain from your past to find purpose in your life now? Yeah, so it's funny that you mentioned just a second ago about find, being joyful in that because definitely three years ago when, you know, when divorce happened, and again, there's one of those words that, you know, just even saying I've been divorced, like I hate that word. I hate that it's attached to my life. And, you know, the enemy will always try to put those words on us and make us feel pain and shame around mm -hmm. that, but something, so, so this year, my word of the year is joy. Mm -hmm. And when I really felt like in January, that's what God was putting on my heart. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hesitant because my first gut, um, instinct was, I was like, Oh God, this is going to be that have joy in tribulation. Isn't it? It's going to be like, there's lots of stuff coming your way, girl, just, you know, find that joy. And I was like, please don't let that be it. Um, and really it's not been that, but even if it was that, like, that's, that's part of it. And it's just been, um, in the, in the three, in the last three years, it's been learning, you know, after living in that cycle of pain and confusion and, um, gosh, I just have to tell myself all the time, I'm so thankful God brought me out of that. Like another one of my favorite verses that God actually gave me in 2015. I have it hanging on my wall right here, actually, but it's Psalm 18, 19. And it says, he brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Mm. And I feel like in the last three years, especially that like God has been just pouring that over me to try to understand divorce didn't happen to me. 
God brought me out because he he rescued me because he delighted in me and and I'm not to say that's not to say that I'm trying to cast blame on my husband or you know my ex-husband or do whatever it's just that acceptance of the fact that God will always bring us out of a situation that is harming us he always will and sometimes it takes years sometimes it's like it does not happen in our time or our way but it was more the the joy, rebuilding the joy in my life was about accepting God's plan for me and knowing that he delights in me and he wants me to reach my full potential in him. And so I had to just accept that and learn to walk that out better. And a large part of that too was um, relearning certain things. So I had to learn how to find my voice. You know, I had been told for so many years, honestly, to keep my mouth shut, to not say anything that, um, like there's some, like, again, those words that, that those hurtful words that people Mm -hmm. say, you know, we can't store those up in our heart. We have to store what God says about us up in our heart. And so I had to find my voice. And, uh, and then a large part of that too was, learning what true forgiveness looks like and how to walk that out and offer that to someone who may not ever ask you for forgiveness, may not Mm -hmm. ever, you know, take ownership of things. And how do you do that? And it's, it's really hard, but, um, thankfully through my church, my church had a really good, uh, study about forgiveness that my pastor led and it was awesome. And I really felt like I found some breakthrough there and um, was able to let go of a lot of that hurt. And it did help me find joy. Like I was just able to be so joyful in what God was doing in my life and thankful to him for how close he is to me. And, um, And so then I slowly started sharing my story. And honestly, I was astounded at the multitude of women who reached out to me or asked to meet with me or talk with me and they were stuck in their own crazy cycle and you know it's one of those situations where you don't know what to say a lot of times um and I just I I felt like you you know I had to understand that number one no one's story and no one's path is exactly the same so there's no like these are the steps that you take to get a certain result, but Mm -hmm. God never changes. His word never changes and his words are always true. And so I just tried to share the same comfort with them that I had found in his word. Mm -hmm. And, um, so then I, I, I've always liked to write. And so I started writing more and just sharing a lot and hoping that God would use that. And, um, and he has, and so I'm trying to get better and more, um, obedient, I guess, to to whatever that calling looks like. Um, so right now I'm actually writing my first devotional study on the book of Nehemiah and Mm -hmm. how God rebuilds our broken places, because he's really spoken to me through that and given me some healing there. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait for that, girl. Um, because you are a very gifted writer. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited for that to happen. And I just think that's so beautiful. Like, 
um, that God doesn't waste a hurt. You know, every part of our story, the good parts, the bad parts, he uses all of it. If we just surrender it um, and we just lay it at his feet, he will pick up all those pieces and turn it into this beautiful uh, masterpiece. And, and he really does promise that he doesn't promise that we will go through this life without hardship or suffering or pain, but he does promise that he's overcome this world and that out of that hardship, suffering and pain, he will never leave us or forsake us. And, yes. and, and I know you are so grateful for that. I am so grateful for that. And now the beauty of it is we get to use those hard parts of our stories to, and you said this, comfort other women, comfort other people help other people who are feeling like we did in the beginning and feeling stuck and, and unsure. And so that's just, it, it just brings such joy to be able to um, walk alongside another woman. Cause you know how she's feeling, you know, like you, all of our stories are different and we all experience things different, but that you can relate to somebody who's going through that, a similar hardship and you can come alongside her and truly pour into her from a place of healing. And so that's just so, so beautiful. So Dion, in closing here, um, what would you say to that person, a sp specifically a woman listening right now, who is feeling like you were feeling in the beginning, broken, stuck, maybe hopeless? What would you say to encourage her to keep going? Um, I would definitely say that I understand that accepting the truth of your situation is hard. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to be honest with yourself about what's really happening. Um, and that you need, you desperately need otherwise people speaking truth into your life. And so it's, I feel like it's paramount where you go to get that truth. Mm -hmm. So go to godly people, go to people, you know, and, and if it's a marriage problem, I would say, you know, someone that you, someone older, hopefully that has a good marriage, who has been open and honest about their own struggles in their marriage, go to them. Um, because, you know, you, you need to make sure you're going to people who care about you and number one, who love God above mm -hmm. all else. And, um, but then you need to invite those people to speak hard truths to you and, um, and then do what they say. <laughs> like, that's the hard thing yeah. is, you know, you can hear good things all day long, but if you're not going to put them into practice, then, mm -hmm you know, like we say in CR, nothing changes if nothing changes. So right. you've got to be willing to make those changes in your life and, um, and just understand that God is not against you. He's really not. And he, he loves you and he wants what's best for you. And even though sometimes the path there is hard and long and hurts, it's for your good and it's mm -hmm. for God's glory. And, you know, look for the, look for the good things along the way. Cause there's always, always good things. There's always things to be thankful for. And, um, but I, I do think that it's extremely important who we surround ourselves with during those times and who we let speak into our lives and, um, just staying in God's word of course, just, you know, lay yourself out on the floor and just, God, here I am. Like, whatever you want to say to me, help me hear it and help me get rid of all the lies that I've been believing about myself. 
Yes. Amen. Well, yes, that is such great encouragement and wisdom. And so I just want to thank you again for taking the time out to be with us today and sharing from your heart um, your story. I know it's just part of it, um, but I know that that this will be a blessing to the listener. So thank you so much, Dion. And with that, um, would you be willing to close this episode in prayer today? Yes, ma'am. All right. Go ahead. All right, let's pray. God, I thank you so much that you see us, Lord, that you are El Roi, the God who sees us, that you love us and you're always reaching for us to draw us closer to you. And I pray for every ear that is hearing this today, God, that you would speak truth to them. God, that you would break down those crazy cycles or those stuck places in their lives and just free them to experience your love and your kindness in a new way and help them to accept the truth of who you want to be to them and how much you love them. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you that you loved us so much that you gave every bit of yourself for us, God. And I just pray that we would each walk in the newness of that love today and throughout the rest of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey friend, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored and Always. You can also email me at katie at anchoredandalways.com or visit my website, anchoredandalways.com for more information. Also, my new book, Into the Storm, is also available now on Amazon. It's in Kindle, hardcover, and paperback versions, so grab your copy today. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.